Welcome to another powerful episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. I'm Ronaldo McKenzie, your host and producer. And, you know, we met up with a young lady from Philadelphia today, myself and Dante and several others for a quick studio show. We met up with a young lady from Philadelphia. Her name is Alexis. And, um, and she shared a story of growing up in Philadelphia. Um, she talks about how she and her siblings slept on the floor. And, um, and she had to constantly experience violence between, well, not just her, but her and her siblings constantly experienced violence between her parents as they struggled to survive. Um, and, to, uh, and Alexis revealed how, how her dad threatened to end his life and that um, she was molested by a family member's boyfriend, her grandmother's boyfriend. She talked about how she ended up in prison. And while there, she developed an interest, an interest in writing music and art. And, and, now, and, now, and now she's out of prison and working on several projects, including starting her own company and, um, include, and um, of course, writing her book, writing her story, which tells her story and her powerful journey of overcoming the hardship in life and living and navigating the, the toughness of life in, uh, in Philadelphia. And, um, and it's quite powerful. I, she gave us a sneak peek, um, a sneak preview. Let me take y'all down the main lane. You know, first grade, honestly, was the best years of my life, but also most traumatizing as well. I was attending Panister Elementary School, located down Southern Townwood in Philadelphia. My teacher name was Miss Washington, one of the best childhood teachers I've ever asked for. She had us perform plays like the Nutcracker, and she also greeted us with welcoming arms. She would host parties during the holidays. One, at Christmas time, she allowed us to come to school with our pajamas and we got to come to Christmas She even enrolled me in a poetry contest where I won second place. My poem was called A Ball-Shaped Tree. It was about nature, really about a bush. And I and I framed it myself from a picture frame that I made myself out of leaves and sticks. Hey, yesterday, what a powerful uh, conversation we had yesterday, Dante, yes, with um, Alexis. Yes, it was Alexis. Yes, yes, um, you know Alexis. Yes, a very powerful individual, a beautiful black woman. Uh, she is, how old is she in her 20s? Yes, yeah, she's 25. Oh, wow. Yeah, she just turned 25 years old. And she, we discovered that she's writing a book, 22 chapters. Yeah. I wonder how many pages, we didn't get into that because... Yes, we only heard yeah, two said, pages. Right? Yes, that's it was quite. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, I'm Ronaldo McKenzie, mm-hmm. and welcome to another powerful episode of the Neoliberal Around Podcast. It's a weekend part um podcast. It's podcast and chill, podcast and vibe. But we are going to unveil or provide you a sneak peek of a powerful conversation that I had, where a group of us had with a young woman, where a friend of you know her, yes, and um, your brother, don't, um, 
Montez. Montez. He yeah. was actually he was on the beginning of the the Cuban show we did uh, a couple <laughs> of days ago regarding the Eddie Irizarry and the looting in Philadelphia. Um, but it it was we called it in audio. The conversation we had was it yesterday? Yesterday, yesterday morning. Yeah, we had with um, Alexis, and let me tell you how it happened because. She came in, and you're going to hear what she said when she comes on the show. She came, <coughs> she came inside, she noticed, she was checking out my books, and I saw her checking out the books. I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> she liked books. A young African-American, strong black woman and in, interested in books and so on. So I said, I noticed you went to the, to the bookshelves and so on. Um, do you like books and so on? She said, yes. And I, then I learned that she's writing a book. And then yeah. she shared. That was a surprise for me yeah. as well. That was a surprise for you. <laughs> she shared a small portion of her of the book, a little bit, just a little bit. She gave us a little bit. Yes, she um, did. And and what she gave us was deep. Just her story, and just to hear someone else's story, and yeah, and and you can relate to it in some sense. Yeah. It's powerful. It's, we talked about growing up in Philadelphia. Really powerful. We, 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 yeah. We keep things. And we as people, yes, especially as men, keep things in. Yeah. Having this beautiful <laughs> black woman who was strong and and came from a background that. What's her background? What's her background? Yeah, we will hear it. We're gonna hear it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna hear it. I know she yeah. lived in the projects. She talked about sleeping on the floor. Um, what um, it's a very violent and abusive home. Let's, what, let's not get them yeah, too we, much. Yeah, we don't want to give them too much. And yeah. she did, okay, yeah. it's powerful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and the thing that she she is very planful. Is uh, she she knows what she wants. She's organized herself. Um, you know, she is very strategic about <coughs> it. Yeah, the and one um, thing she does not know is a death. Yeah, but. If she, if, if she has a sense, yeah, but she does not know that this is her journey. Yeah, this is her, not her first journey. Yeah, she has been through multiple journeys, but right. she doesn't see it like that. As Quite, well. yeah, that is true. No, I didn't really. We have a show, and of course, later on tomorrow on the show, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna publish it live, but on Saturday. We are going to have David Fair. David Fair is the former managing director or deputy managing director of the city of Philadelphia. He's also a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania, my alma mater, and he's uh, he's currently the deputy chief at Turning Point for Children, a very large child youth and family service or social services organization, which is part of the Public Health Management Corporation or Public Housing Management Corporation (PHMC). He will be joining us to talk to us about the housing crisis in Philadelphia. Because we got a report that the housing, housing was a chronic issue. Then we got a later report from um, praising the, um, the homelessness efforts to, to reducing homelessness in the city and that homelessness, I'm sorry, is no longer much of an issue. Um, however, then we did our investigation and spoke with some managers and people in um, some insiders in Philadelphia. And we learned, of course, based on how the city captured their reporting, we're learning that it, because of how they report, we're not getting the full picture. We're not learning the truth. The fact of the matter is homelessness is increasing. And I had a big debate with somebody who talked about why should we, why should the state, why should the city be responsible for people who are homeless? 
if you don't want your country or your community to look like what's going on in, 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 in global South countries where they don't have resources available to provide welfare, and as a result, they develop slums and zinc housing, then you're going to want to provide, um, ensure that you have social services available to mitigate that kind of thing from happening. Okay? That's, that's why. Okay, but even if, as you think about homelessness, and you think about people like Alexa, she, she, she lived in the projects, and what they had to go through, slept on the floor, then they still never had resources available. This is a powerful story, and this is a story that we learn. And we are this is what informs us. We are constantly learning from different people in society about the difficulties of navigating life. Listen to her powerful story, coming up next on Jamaica Breakdown. Um, yes, go ahead. Uh, I framed, uh, picture frame that I framed myself from sticks and leaves, from sticks and leaves I gathered from outside. Those days were happy highlights of the year. It seemed like life was great, right? Wrong. My home life was in the upward. My mom and my dad was constantly fighting. I remember one time I walked into my dad having my mom in the sofa and over top of the headboard. Even though I slept on the same floor as my parents in a three-story four-bedroom project, it was 72nd of Willow, I would damn near hear them fight constantly. See, I was young, so I didn't understand what I was witnessing. But as I remember, I know my mom was a go-getter. She was a housekeeper near the airport. I know my dad used to work for her at one point in time. Not really sure what happened or why he stopped. I just know he just stopped working for her and stopped working with her and started DJing kid parties on weekends. It was a constant thing for them to be fighting at home. One time, my dad pulled me and my oldest brother, Demir, and my two youngest um, brothers at the time, Marquise and Tori, into the boys' bathroom and threatened to end his life in front of us. So you could just imagine what my home life was outside of school. And on top of all that, I was holding on to the huge traumatic secret. I was getting molested by my grandmother's boyfriend at the time. My parents were either always working or always bickering for me to say something. I was getting touched from age six to nine. When my deaf grandmother would come over to watch us and her boyfriend would come over her house, come over our house while he was uh while she was babysitting us. That's when it all happened. He used to buy me food. What is your name? Let me uh Alexis, you yeah. have a powerful yeah. story. Yeah. Just, just, just give me a quick, what? quick Alexis quick. Alexis and you don't have to do that. Alexis. You feel me? You have to do that first. Let but me tell what you. I'm telling you. That book is gonna be the number one bestseller. You have a powerful story. Part of my story. You feel me? So just Aaron. I'm the oldest. You feel me? I still speak wise words and I I, I still speak how I speak. But to tell somebody a piece of my story to someone I don't know. Oh, so man. you are. So Alexis, so you're right. Alexis, Alexis, you're gonna write a book. You're gonna write your story. Sure, sure, sure. What? Why did you? Why did you decide at this stage of your life that you you want to write this story? To be honest, I ended up in jail over some feelings. Yeah. Like I was in jail for three months. Um, yeah. Long story short, I had fought my little brother because he had hit his baby mom in front of me and my niece. Yeah. And um, my mom had kicked me out because I was the oldest. Yeah. And um, I wound up going out uh Pemberton, New Jersey for two weeks. Mm. I came back, told, like, basically met some guy. I told him my situation, told him my story, whatever. He made it seem like, you know, he was going to help me, whatever. Yeah. He moved to his apartment, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I really, like, dipped myself down. Like, dipped my, like, my whole soul down to be yeah. who he wanted me to be or whatever. And I still ended up in jail. So I'm like, mm. bro, like, 
I'm tired of giving myself for people and I'm still ended up with a shirt and the stick. Yeah. And then I'm being quiet about all the shit that y'all really doing to me, but I, every time y'all need me, I'm here. Yeah. But when I'm at my lowest point, y'all ain't even answer the phone. I'm not even getting like, ooh, you passes out of your life. Yeah, my yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. friend Talif that we went to school with was putting fifty dollars in my book every week. Yeah, Nobody yeah, yeah. in my family like looked out where it was there. You know what I'm saying? So it took for me to be like, you know what? I don't even give a fuck about how y'all feel when this book drops. Yes, this is the yes. truth. Yes. Like, this is my truth. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't want people to keep looking at me as a rowdy person. Right. I just been through rowdy shit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. And um <laughs> and um I'm and okay, so here you are, beautiful, amazing woman. Okay, You've okay. been through a lot. Okay. So um what oh, wow. has and we don't want you to reveal too much about the book. No, no, you're good. I'm what, a real person, period. What's so, what's the name of the book? I, don't, I didn't have a title. No title yet. Songs, when, don't have titles, like, and I, you write it well? Yes, I write R B music and write music. And you sing? Mm. Whoa! We this is this is an audio this is a sneak peek of what is to come in the future with me. Mm-hmm. Like, Alexis, we're gonna have you on the podcast. I know I wanna bless you with one. I'm gonna feel like it just like for me, I'm like more of a moments person. Every yes. moment matters to me. And yeah. the fact that I was about to come in here on autopilot and y'all woke me into my real spiritual self. Yes. It's like, I'm yeah. going to bless you with things. It's just I have to get more comfortable with you because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just knowing you. I've known for years. Yeah, but I'm just yeah, now yeah. meeting you. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. I have to, you know, just no, I'm a loose guy. I'm very liberal, <laughs> extremely liberal. Come from a conservative milieu, but I'm a very liberal. I, my story is powerful. I'm from Jamaica. Okay, I mean, you know, what I mean, very educated, but I don't care about that. I see it as an opportunity, and then I believe to whom much is given, much is required. So I learn, so I give back. I don't throw stones behind me. I don't believe in that. So, but you provide. I believe stories are powerful, and I teach a club, a, a, a college class, and one of the and when I tell my cat in the Caribbean online, I tell my students it's very important to tell your own story, and I love the fact that you're writing this story. What do you hope to achieve from writing this? this? Honestly, under understanding, because I've been misunderstood for so many years. I've been like judged for so many years. I just want people to read my book and be like, you know what? Now I see why she moved away from me. Now yeah. I see why she required the certain shit that she required. Now I see why, you know, she worked so much for her life because yeah. I, 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 all my life had to fight to get to this shit. Like, if yeah. it was up to, you know, my family, I wouldn't be the Lex I am today. Yes, you know, yes, like, yes. If it was, you mean, like, if yeah. I allowed myself to be what they wanted me to be, I wouldn't be here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's so many times they wished it on my downfall. They prayed on my downfall. Oh, I'm just want some shit like, oh, you shouldn't be outside because it's, it's just people shooting and it, you might get yeah. pulled over. You wishing ne- negative manifestations on me, and that's not even what my life is surrounded around. So yeah. I had to notice that at the end of the day, I had to distance myself a little bit. Like, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. So do you have a timeline as to when you want the book to be to come out? No, just like I don't got a timeline on my music. I'm not doing it for the people. I'm doing it for me. So when I'm ready, yeah. and it's not even like, all right, if I'm going to be ready when the money is, is, is this situated, or I'm going to be ready when it's really, I'm going to be ready mentally and spiritually with myself. Because once wow. I open this so. shit up, yeah, like I'm working on myself first before I'm, I'm going to, basically dropping this book is going to allow people to come in 
and judge or put their own perspectives on it. Mm-hmm. So I have to be able to be whole within myself before I open the door. Let me ask you, how have you yeah. able to how were you able to how were you able to to overcome the challenging process of growing up and become the beautiful, amazing woman that you are today and I just continue to my best friend. I yeah. get up and I wake up in the morning and I just push. I don't give a fuck if I don't got nothing on my agenda, I'ma just get up yeah. and make shit on my agenda. And yeah, it's gonna yeah. be surrounded about me. Like it's gonna be whatever you mean. Like I don't give a fuck if I wake up at five thirty, if I wake up at eight thirty, nine thirty, the moment I get up out my bed, I'ma make it about me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That is that is amazing. We're here talking, we're giving you a sneak peek of the dyna- dynamic, powerful, upcoming woman. Yes. Her book is about, yes. she's working on her book, yes. and just by giving us a two-pager, it is profound. And the Neoliberal Corporation is going to be, which is a dynamic think tank, publishing, digital news com- media company, is going to help develop this. It's gonna, we're going we're gonna to support her. Yeah. We're gonna support her. Whatever, whatever you need, whatever advice, however consults we can provide, we will give it in terms of when you're ready to publish the book, when you're done with it, okay, with the, with the initial stages, in editing and so on. We are here for you. Just, you yeah. know, I went off on, on a limb to start writing and to develop this company. Dante knows that, but I was working in New York. I was a chief planner. I was, I was the assistant, the deputy vice president of operations for a big logistics company, making over a hundred thousand a year then covid dropped but um, i wasn't happy i was not happy i wanted to write my book wanted to finish my phd uh wanted to and i believe that this is not where i'm on i just didn't feel happy so i'm i'm on my i'm on my computer this computer this i was on this laptop actually and it was about i was about this kind of messy but it's crashed <laughs> i don't know what happened but i was on this computer about to work it's online we're all doing online because of covid I'm like, oh, I don't want to do no work today, man. This is not what I want to do. So I said, Lord God, please let them fire me. I'm not going to quit. If I quit, I will, you know, when you're an executive or junior executive in a big firm, they give you an exec- a lump sum if you if they fire you. Okay, right? You know what I mean? But if you walk, then you don't really get much. So Lord, let them fire me. And if you let them fire me, Lord God, I'm going to do Uber on the side. I'm going to write that, publish that book that you want me to publish. And I'm gonna get. I'm gonna finish up my my doctorate. Go back and start my doctorate, Lord God. And let it happen. Within 15 minutes of me praying that prayer, they call me saying I'm fired. Because you put that in the world, <laughs> you know, the I am like, whoa. Yes, you did. When you actually like speak it to your soul and ask the universe <laughs> for things, it comes to you. But when you're just speaking of things that's really not serving of you, it's not gonna come. Yes. Say, that like, last part is important. Mm. Yeah, I'm very. You I'm just very said very something deep just now. Don't blush over it. Wait, let that marinate. Say it again. No, you gotta say that part again. <laughs> no, let that marinate, yo. Yes. That part when you pray. When you in your soul asking for something that really speaks for you, it's going to come for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The things that basically people that want to take it from you or like not really like putting into the same manifestations is not gonna work out for you. It's not gonna come because it's not really for you. Yeah. I watched the um the uh, elemental movie that we was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the movie, basically the fire, the little fire girl, Amber, she been asking the um the soul blue flame mm-hmm. to help 
to be feel her father's shoes, but the whole time that's not what she wanted. She wanted to be a glass architect. She wanted to use her fire to build the building things, like actually make you know money and combine with the people that was in the other elements with the earth and the wind and the fire. She wanted to make a bigger picture. And the fire was like, no, fire stay with fire, fire stay with family. This is this is what you want to be for the rest of your life. This is gonna be here. When she asked the fire for like herself. It actually happened for her. So yeah. she was asking all them years for fulfill her father's shoes. That's not what she wanted. Right. She just wanted right. to give him a break for herself, but he should have wanted within himself that he wanted to break. He wanted yeah. to keep going. He wanted to keep pushing. Okay. Just because Don't he wanted to keep going. Keep, keep going. Keep pushing. Ain't got shit to do with me. So yeah. that's why I be treating my family the way I treat it. I love them, but bro, y'all, I didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask to be born. You know what I'm saying? And the shit that y'all putting yourself through, y'all calling yourself up for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you think I'm about to put myself in debt. I'm about to work for the rest of my life to sit here and find some shit and it's probably not even necessary for you to get mean. You worrying about yeah, the wrong yeah, shit, so right. you know I should worry about the wrong shit or you got me fucked up. Yeah, oh my god, that's what I'm talking Yes. This is listen, this is the Nilo Baron podcast. We're gonna have Alexis. This is the audio. Yeah, but we're gonna have her come back and we're gonna do a video it. podcast. You we know, just have, we got her on the fly. We were recording her without her permission, actually. <laughs> yeah, she just rock up, rock up with it because I feel that she has a very like she said, like she said, when she wake up, she just think about herself and she just do it. So you know, she got some uncomfortability and she just did it. But the best show is that the one that's off the fly. Like we got him yeah. off the fly the other day. He was great for the good beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, I, we are here for you. Trust me. Um, but eventually, when you're ready to come on the podcast, you do a video. Oh, we, we are ready. We are ready for you. Because we want to hear your story. When your book is about to be launched, we want to be there for you. We want to do some YouTube live. And we're developing our, our, our visibility, our traffic. We're working on that feverishly. Um, we just posted something. We have over 15,000 views on that post now. <laughs> wow, I've never had so many. 15,000 views! This is the nearly way around. We're serving the world today to sell too much charities by making popular what we're doing up late. What good? <laughs> and we are done! That's, that's how we do it, just like that. This is the audio. This is how we started. You good? That was that was that was good. It was refreshing. That was something I needed because it's something I want to do. Yeah. And I don't be putting myself in the area of things I want to do. So it's like I have to start putting myself in the lane of the Alexis I want to be instead of the Alexis that I was before. Yeah. So it's like that was like something I did need this morning because yeah. I probably would have you know for real just dotting my plans and trying to figure out what I'm gonna do instead of actually doing it. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, listen, it's in my book. I have multiple tendencies. Every morning I get up, I have a thing to do. But fuck, pick up, check your email, check my voicemail, follow up on this, follow up on that. Very important, especially when you're an author. So everybody and, have 168 hours in a week. Yes. I'm. You said what? Everybody have 168 hours in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for that <laughs> reminder. <laughs> you <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Podvine, mm. I mean, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, The Audible, well, iTunes. There is no, I, did I say iHeartRadio? There's no way where we oh, are not. Follow us on Twitter, Ronaldo C. McKenzie, Co., Facebook, LinkedIn. Visit us. Check us our services at thenailable.com slash shop. Subscribe for free to the podcast on yeah. any stream. Subscribe for free. And by the way, there's one thing we want them to do. Donate. Anchor.fm slash thenailable slash support. Let's tell them again so that they don't miss it. It is anchor.fm slash thenailable slash support. Why do we need their support? Why do we need their donation? So that we can continue to develop our content and yeah. to present our stories in dynamic styles to enhance your listening experience and also to grow the podcast, provide more viewership and reach and do more research and provide other services. So please support us.